An award-winning family-owned business with exceptional diamonds, engagement rings, jewelry, and timepieces, Continental Diamond is the jeweler Minnesota adores. In St. Louis Park or online at ContinentalDiamond.com. Hey guys, we got another great episode of The Tailgate this week. Die-hard Bears fan Matt Jones. You might know him from Breaking Bad. You might know him from The Office. You might know him from Bob Hart's Abishola, which is on its fifth season on CBS he is fantastic. This was an excellent episode. Uh, I hope you guys love it. Y'all know what time it is. Hey, we gotta go, man. We gotta go. Let's go. Showtime. Week 12, Viking fans. Bears week. I know we're coming off a disappointment, but it's time to get right, right before the bye. And joining me to discuss... Whether or not that will be a possibility for our beloved Vikings is diehard Bears fan, Matt Jones. Matt, thank you for joining the show, man. Hey, thanks for having me. I have to tell you, I think everyone in our fan base is looking at this, and probably everyone in your fan base, is looking at this game as a no-brainer, get right, this is a win the Vikings can get going into the bye. I think there's a lot of people that have checked the box and I don't know if it's my pessimistic fan brain. I don't know what it is, but I have serious concerns going into this week, despite the product that your favorite team has put in the, on the field all year. With Fields coming back last week, and I know that was an epic collapse, but they, did, they looked pretty good for a, a vast majority of the game. Look, I, one thing that the Bears and Vikings have really always had in common is we both really know how to lose. Like yeah. we really know how to lose games. We should really win. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, it's really funny. I'm actually kind of a, uh, a reluctant Vikings fan as well, because my wife, she, um, her dad and brothers or, or brother are um, massive Vikings fans. Like her dad is the biggest Vikings fan. Like, he wears Vikings hoodies and shirts at, to everything. <laughs> like at a funeral, he'll be in a Vikings sweatshirt. <laughs> Maybe a black Vikings sweatshirt, but it'll still say Vikings on it. So he's a massive Vikings fan. And he and I have watched games together. Like he was there. He We watched the double doink bear, uh, Bears game together. And then we watched the, um, the other Viking um kicker collapse in the playoffs a couple years ago you know yeah the Blair Walsh the Blair Walsh disaster yeah so we text each other you know it's just I I understand when the Vikings lose by a little because we do it all the time yeah and it was we're we're both coming off the heels of exactly what you just said hurting because of losing a game we should not have lost that's what we're both we're both jumping off but before i ask you anything else i can't i could do an entire show on people i know who have worn vikings memorabilia to important moments graduations weddings funerals i have family members that if they show up to a wedding not in minnesota vikings crocs I almost have to ask him what's wrong. It's like if you're a Raiders fan, sure, I get it. Even a Patriots fan, <laughs> Vikings colors could not be more loud. You could see a Vikings fan from 50 yards away. It's insane how how loud the colors are. I mean, we got the Lakers here in LA. I'm, I'm actually a Lakers fan. Um, 
And, you know, it's just as equally ugly. They're just, you know, they're just not beautiful colors. It's really obnoxious. They are really, really, really obnoxious colors that people wear incredibly proudly. Yeah. The other thing we have in common is a long, and you guys more so than us, and I never get to say that to somebody, but a long comical rotation of quarterbacks. It's it's insane. It's act, It's crazy. This thing where Justin Fields was going to be the answer and now he might not be the answer. And now I, I told you before the show, I think you might be one of the most interesting teams in the league. I know that might not make sense to some people, but to have the Panthers pick and your pick yeah. to potentially have the top two picks in the, in a draft that has two really, really good quarterbacks. Will you also have a maybe guy on your roster? What a weird what a weird scenario the Bears are in. Also, we have a ton of cap space. It's just a really, yeah. I don't know. It looks like the coach might get fired. I don't know. He might not. Like, I like what Ryan Poles, our GM, is doing in a lot of ways. Uh, but he had to really start from nothing. Like, they, they really cleaned house. And I just feel that, I don't know. This is a longer discussion of... <laughs> How often does a number one pick quarterback work out? Like how often does that really work out? Pretty rarely. Not a ton. Yeah. It's shockingly not a ton. Yeah. Like it, it just, I mean, CJ Stroud, number two, he looks pretty amazing. Um, mm -hmm. That, that is as close as I can think of in quite a while where a number one really worked out. But then I think of a number one, like Miles Garrett, that's who I want as a Bears fan. I'm I'm a mm -hmm. I love Bears defenses. I love Bears D. And we just don't have any like monsters on in the midway anymore. We just don't. It do, it just doesn't feel like it. Is that like a psychology thing? Is that cuz I know I have a lot of friends who are Bears fan and I've I have most of my Bears fan friends are more proud of the linebackers you guys have had yeah. than their own children. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. It's it's something about, uh, oh, I mean, I don't know how old you are, but like the Bill Romanowski days, like when yes. linebackers were scary people, you know, yeah. when they were, they, they, they really hurt each other. And the Bears <laughs> just always had players like that for so long. And I think we do have some really great young defensive players. It's just, we don't have like that superstar, like we always have had, mm -hmm. like that just... Mm -hmm. You know, like when we had Cleo Mack was really fun or uh, Julius Peppers. Well, to go from Brian Urlacher to yeah. Khalil Mack and yeah. it's 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 almost this different position, but it, so rare in the NFL, like going from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers. You don't just see Hall of Fame player hand a position off to another Hall of Fame player within an organization very often. But like. The Vikings, when you guys, when I was Randall Cunningham and Chris Carter and Randy Moss, and that like it was the coolest offense at that time. We've never yeah. had that ever. No, we've not like in a hundred years. Yeah, I was just gonna <laughs> say, you haven't, you haven't probably haven't had any. It's funny, Jim McMahon is the guy that everybody talks about, but if you know, true Bears fans and people who really follow football know, he, you know, I'm this is not a slight on Jim McMahon, but it was, I think, you and I could have 
quarterbacked and tight ended that off. Like sure. you, you almost could have punted every time. That's how comical that defense was. So it's it it does have to be weird to be living in the era of modern NFL offense. Yeah. When defense has been a century long calling card for you guys. Yeah, I mean Jim McMahon was he was like a quarterback who was like a linebacker. You know what I mean? You're like, <laughs> oh. Is that, is that a linebacker? I'm not <laughs> thrilled about being a Bears fan. Um, uh, I have kids, and my son turned to me the other day. He's like, "Why are we Bears fans?" Like he was so upset. It's <laughs> like, I don't know, man. You could be whoever you want to be. You go be a, a any kind of fan you want. I don't care. I'm I'm done dragging dragging people down, <laughs> bringing your children it's into just, your misery. Yeah, because I, I get so deep into it, and I just get so upset. Yeah. I I will tell you, though, I think there's a chance. Hear me out. Let me pitch you. Let me, a Vikings fan, pitch you on the Bears. Because of what you said, because they have a ton of cap room, and there's a lot of people who think the cap is going to go up, right? Yeah. And you have these top two picks. You have other picks throughout other rounds. Like, I think... The NFL isn't like the NBA. In the NBA, there are only a few cities players want to go to. There aren't guaranteed contracts. The salary cap has the luxury tax. They don't even have a salary cap in baseball. So the salary cap is the true, it is the true, like just even or outer. Equalizer, is that the word you're looking for? Thank you. You want (laughs) to, the look, if I, no one, this show is not a video show. If you would have seen the look on my eyes as I was searching for the word equalizer, I have never felt more like one of my cousins in Viking Crocs at a wedding. Well, you know, cause it's it, it even or out of her. So the true even or out of her is the salary cap. Sure. And I, I think NFL teams, if done correctly, can not just turn themselves around in a couple of years, but can contend in a couple of years. So if you, to your point, I'm also a big believer that the the biggest differentiator, now I'm rolling with words, the yeah. biggest differentiator in uh, in the league is getting a superstar on a rookie contract. You Like, had the Cowboys not drafted Micah Parsons, we wouldn't even be, they would be a disaster yeah. over there. They have one of the best defensive players in the league for multiple years on a rookie deal. Yeah. If you guys go and you get a Miles Garrett with one of the top couple picks, a guy of that level, and you get an offensive stud, even a quarterback, yeah. and then you have a good quarterback on a rookie deal and a stud defender and all this cap room. That's the cool thing about the NFL. You might be two years away, and I also am a fan of Ryan Poles, and I think, I, I don't know, I'm just not out on the future of the Bears like everybody else seems to be. Yeah, I, I just think that when I think of the happiest times as a Bears fan for me, it's when we had a culture. Mm-hmm. And we had, uh, you know, you just like Lovey is our coach. I mm-hmm. loved Lovey. Lovey mm-hmm. is our coach. And then uh, we've just been searching for a coach since then. It just every two to three years we get get a new coach. And I just want a coach to stick more than the players. Because, you know, look at Belichick, look at Mike Tomlin. You look at all these guys. You know, if we had a coach, even like a Jim Harbaugh for, for 15, 20 years, that – it just takes care of so much other things because that's what your team is. Your team is that thing now. And now we need players to 
be a part of that thing. And it feels like we've been drafting players to figure out what the team is. And you're like, no, these are 22 year olds. <laughs> Let's, you know what I mean? These are also, do you ever think about how much we're cheering on children? <laughs> there's, there's, oh, I'm just so obsessed with this 21 year old. There's nothing. It's been because you and I think are about the same age, and it is a hard transition yeah. to move into NFL retirement age. Yeah. Like I'm right in that have my press conference age. Yeah. And that's that's hard because now you're like, come on, 24 year old. Don't ruin my day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh my son's like. Oh, how long ago did Gronk retire? I was like, oh, a couple of years ago. He's like, is he older than you? I was like, no, no, he's much younger than me. <laughs> Gronk is younger than me. Um, no, but I, I, I just want us to get a coach and a GM that work together well. And then we build players from there. I, I think yeah. that is, if you're really rebuilding over the long haul, you know, like any quarterback, you can get the greatest quarterback in the world and, you know, you can tears ACL and then that's the end and then you have nothing so then you need a a coach and a, a culture it's the Tomlin effect yes. it's the Patriot it's yes. like I know the Patriots are struggling right now but it's the old Niners it put the put the big machine in place yes and then let the big machine take care of all the tasks you know I was I was dating this woman when I was younger and uh I was talking about she great great person uh but it just i was talking to my mom and i said you know i think i just don't think it's working out i i go there's a lot of comfort there it's really nice it's really easy but i go but i don't feel the spark and i remember my mom basically going oh you're a really stupid person <laughs> comfort comfort is everything and i think about that when you said the lovey smith thing that's a sports thing that happens all the time where you're always looking for like that big flash and spark and like with Lovey Smith, Lovey Smith provided something, like you said, that you guys haven't had since. And you've kind of been on that. I don't know how many it's been, but it feels like every couple years you guys are like, what if we got a new GM and coach Yeah, it's, every couple years? It's so silly. And also like you guys, I really like your coach. You know, I think he's, mm -hmm. I think he is the young thing of what I'm talking about. Like, Mm -hmm. Some people you're like, oh man, you're such a great offensive coordinator. And then you make him a head coach and the team implodes. You're like, just keep him an offensive coordinator. That's what he's good at. Here's the thing that I'm pitching right now. Because <laughs> I love I love where your brain's going, Matt. And let me pitch you an even dumber idea. <laughs> I, this Brian Flores thing in Minnesota right now. I know. I know. It's interesting. It's, it's bananas. Yeah. To have him having blitz rates that are historic and doing it with guys no one has ever heard of. I mean, they gave up that late touchdown against the Broncos, but that was outrageous that they're doing that without their leading tackler, you know, without their biggest free agent signing. It's bananas. I think give him whatever he wants money and let's be the first NFL team to have co-head coaches. Oh, that's, Let's very very dumb. No one's gonna get on board with it. It's uh, this a pretty is, stupid idea, to be honest. It's such a <laughs> stupid idea. But all I can think about is I'm like, so Brian Flores is doing this with this group of dudes. Yeah. Right. So if if he can do that with that, what happens with some investment? 
what happens with some time being allowed to really develop some of the young talent? I mean, he's going to be a head coach. I he he interviewed for the Bears uh, when Eberflus was hired, and I don't know why. I, I would have rather. I think all of us would have rather. Anyhow, I say give him whatever money he wants. Let them work together as some weird duo coach, like dual coach system. And I don't want to lose him. That's there's something about when you because you're it's we have the opposite. You've had defenses forever. We did have one with with Mike Zimmer, but we our defenses come around like solar eclipses. Right, right. So it feels pretty nice. And I'm I'm willing to do something really stupid to keep him around. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Also, we we have so much like Tyson Bajan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think has not gotten his fair shake of like going two and two. And, and I don't want to hear anything about him being a division two quarterback for any rookie quarterback going two and two in the middle of the season is really good. And he almost won another one of those games. And if he would have, I don't know, had time with the ones in, uh, in the off season and everything, I think he could be a serviceable quarterback for another team. He probably will at some point. But we have a great backup for the next three years uh, on a rookie deal who's going – or maybe he only – I know he's undrafted. I don't know what his deal is. But yeah. But regardless, we found a really good backup quarterback. But yes, there's no reason he couldn't be a Kirk Cousins at some point. Kirk Cousins was not great his first couple years in Washington. Yeah. He was, you know, a rookie quarterback. I, I just – there's so much pressure on rookie quarterbacks. It's just – it's ridiculous. It's- especially in today's NFL where it's get him in, get him playing right away. I, I couldn't agree more. My dad and I were watching him and I situation has so much influence yeah. over. I mean, there, there are some guys like you look at CJ Stroud, you mentioned him and you're like, well, this dude's a game breaker. Now, now I, I, he, that's one of my favorite coaches in the league down there. Yeah. He was a great linebacker too, man. Oh, he was, and such a good defensive coordinator. Yeah, yeah. He was, I'm very happy with Kevin O'Connell. When we first started looking, D'Amico Ryans was top of my list. Yeah. Uh, but I think CJ Stroud is special, and I think he's special in almost any environment he's put into. But so many of these guys, you're a product of your situation, your opportunity, your surroundings. And for you guys to be, you know, going into the season, I think there are a lot of people that thought, well, the Bears are going to be the worst team in the NFL. That that was a possibility. So you take this guy who walked into that, like in the middle of the season with no time in the offseason. I was flabbergasted that you guys went to. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'll sound like a rambling idiot, but I feel the exact same way. Give that dude all the credit in the world yeah. for what he did. I will say, uh, as a um, prognosticator of, um, you know, Bears lore, uh, we will do the most Bears thing ever, I guarantee, in the next six games. We'll probably win four of them mm-hmm. <laughs> when it doesn't matter. It's just, you know, lowering our draft pick. We're going to win probably four games. We might beat you guys next week. Like, it's that kind of trap game. You should You should win. Vikings should win. But if you go to any Vikings or Bears history, that you it's it's a coin toss. It really is. Our defense is starting to look really good because they're healthy, and our offense is um, you know 
It's a it's a coin toss. You never know. You really never know. Yeah, it's uh, I, it's just I've we've played the Bears enough in my life for me to not have any hopes about any. Uh, I mean, fortunately, we've already handled the soldier soldier field situation yeah. where we walk in there and uh, with a good team and go, oh, I guess we're going to lose to this three win squad. But I yeah, I, I it wouldn't surprise me at all if you guys went on a run. But it would devastate me as a Bears fan. There, I know. Has it ever has it ever happened where a team has had the first and second pick, you know, without trading and creating? I mean, that can't have been a thing before. And that that would be so to deal with a shit season. I feel like the Texans. It was like the Texans or the uh, Cardinals did it a couple years ago, where they had the Texans had the Texans three, last right? season grabbed. Yep, they went up and got a couple of them, but I don't know that anybody's ever had one. One and two. answer. I mean, that would be you go. Oh, my football team, at least in their opinion, gets the two best football players in the entire draft that would be something to get really excited about i don't know if i think if we got if we had uh let's say number one and number five which probably is what it's going to be i would uh i would trade the first pick Mm because we got so much out of our first pick Mm -hmm. um this year and we got we got dj Moore out of it it was um you know superstar i would trade the first pick i would take um drake may at five and then uh yeah, and then whatever pick we got, uh, we'd probably get somewhere around a between a 10 and a 15 pick and get a, a great um uh, someone great for defense. This Marvin Harrison, this Marvin Harrison talk is we've not it's just it, I, I don't think I don't we don't <laughs> no, need a please. wide receiver. We don't we don't need it as bad as we need everything else. <laughs> yeah, and uh, with the way the with the way the NFL seems to be evolving wide receiver what a i'm such an idiot i don't know anything about anything but it seems that the guys that you really struggle to find the offensive and defensive linemen if you have a chance at the best one of those dudes for me i'm always taking the best one of those and i'm hoping that i can snag an amon ross st brown in the fourth round that's always my hope yeah you can get there's always great wide receivers in the second and third round um, I just can we, can we take one moment and just as a duo, just even though they won on Sunday, can we both just revel in the destruction that is the Packer fan base's uh, emotions right now? I, God, isn't it sweet? It's I, that's that's my point. I have a friend of mine, um, Sam Richardson. He's an actor. Um, yep, uh, him, Tim Robinson. They're huge Detroit Lions fans. Yep. And uh, I have Vikings fans, Detroit Lions fans. All of us, can, all we can agree is just we all root for each other at this point. I don't know if we're all just been so mm-hmm. hurt over the last 20 years, but we generally root for each other's teams. I won't. Last night I wasn't that mad. We lost to the the Lions. I mean, in spectacular fashion, of course. But, um, you know, I'm rooting for the Lions. I like Dan Campbell. I, it's literally anyone but the Packers. Like anyone. Mm-hmm. I just hate the Packers. <laughs> So much. I was at um, the game when it was negative 10 below. It was negative uh, 10. Uh, we, all we have to do is win the game. And uh, we're in the playoffs. And it's uh, us versus the Packers. And uh, Aaron Rodgers went the length of the field. <laughs> uh, I think he converted 
three fourth down, uh, three fourth down conversions in a row, and then over the top to Randall Cobb to win the game. Yep. And we, and it was snowing. And to walk out of Soldier Field in silence. Everyone was, no one was mad or angry. It was just quiet. <laughs> quiet hatred for the Packers. Just, everybody was just like, I hate them so much. How? Why do they get to do that over and over again? Why do they get to do that? And it, it's not just Aaron Rodgers. Brett Favre, too. Like, it's just, it was so long. It was so long. I hate them. Like now, who, now Jordan Love might end up being uh, a perennial Pro Bowl player. Like we yeah, never know how guys are going to turn out. But right now, I think the expectations that a lot of Packers fans had, like, well, we'll just send Aaron off, and then we'll plug Jordan in, and then we're just going to keep this. We're going to keep this green and gold train cruising. And and, and the, the the arrogance, the <laughs> arrogance of Packers fans that they that. They didn't even realize they had, how do you not know Aaron Rodgers, however you want to feel about him, whatever. He's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. He just is. Yes. And they had, they just, they just threw him away. Like they, they weren't even upset. He was leaving. And like, it is wild to me. The ego, the ego that existed there to be like, we're done with you. Where in our fan bases, if somebody was that good, we'd be like, uh, do you want to come to my house and slap my dad in the face? Because I'm fine with that. You can do whatever you want. If we had an Aaron, if we had an Aaron, if Aaron Rodgers right now came to the Bears, they, he could start his own religion in Chicago. People would worship him. Unbelievable. Oh my God. They would love him. Uh, even now, now, after all the Packers stuff, they don't care. We want a quarterback so bad. A Hall of Fame quarterback towards the end of their run is a lot like that uncle that you have that comes. Well, it's it's Thanksgiving week, so it's a lot like that uncle you have that comes to Thanksgiving, and you really don't like anything he has to say, <laughs> but but you know you're like, man, he did build that whole business, and he's already retired, and. I'm just gonna have to. I'm just gonna have to shut up and respect him. That far Vikings run was really fun. That was fun. I know everybody talked about it a lot, but the sweet, amazing feeling that would have existed had we pulled off a Super Bowl. Yeah, I don't even know how. To, I don't even know how to put it into words because yeah. you'd have won it with their guy, the same amount with their guy, and that would have been. Because what all Packers fans do is they like to lean on their history, you know, yeah. as though they've been touched by the football heavens. Uh, and it would have been really nice to take a piece of their history and be like, us too. And it only in one year, us too. So that was, but it was fun all the way through. It was, it was really, really fun to, and I'm not even, I'm not generally a big trash talker. But the amount I ran my mouth at Packers fans <laughs> that season is nearly criminal. I was watching this Sports Center the other day, and like they showed some uh, Jordan Love clip, and it like he threw some you know across the middle twenty yard pass, and guy caught it, and the announcer goes, "Land Love will find a way." And I was like, "Oh man, I hate the Packers. I hate them." Also, I love a guy who put something in his notebook three months ago oh, yeah. and finally got to use it. He's just in front of his mirror. 
He's so, so happy when they got rid of Rodgers just so he could say that. I've been sitting on this level find a way for two and a half years. You just find out how uncreative all these play-by-play guys are. <laughs> well, I, uh, I don't know. I just don't like playing against a guy like Justin Fields because he's throughout the entirety of his existence. He's a guy who one week you'd be like, well, obviously we're going to beat that quarterback. And the next week he just does enough to terrify you. Like if you watched, I actually watched three quarters of that Lions Bears game and then turned it off and thought, oh man, we just got some serious help. Wrong. But throughout it, Fields was doing just enough to like break your spirit if you were the other team's fan. And so that's what worries me is if you let Justin Fields hang around with his legs and his scrappiness, he can do just just enough to break your soul. And the Vikings are, I don't know that Justin Jefferson will be back and they're, you know, they're banged up and they're trying to put it together, you know. I would like us, I'd like a nice pick six to start or some sort of disaster. If you could ship us some early, I think it would make both of us happy. You're trying to get picks. I'm trying to get a win. If we could get an early game disaster, that would be, that would lower my blood pressure a little bit. You guys are pretty banged up on on defense, but we are also a pretty inept football team most of the time. So um, (laughs) I I don't know, man. I'm going to probably drink through the game like I do most. It, it, at this point, every game feels like we're watching tape for scouting. Like, that's it. We're just like, oh, yeah. who do we want to keep? Like, that's mm-hmm. that's it's the whole reason for football games is who do we want to keep for next year? Ten weeks of evaluation. So hard to watch. But I, I, I think Josh Dobbs is a really fun story. Yes. I mean, sometimes when someone goes to so many teams in so short a time, you're like, there is a reason for that. But mm-hmm. also... Um, you lost your quarterback. So what what else are you supposed to do? It's crazy fun and it's uh I'm really curious. You know, people were really high on him and then a couple turnovers last night and some people were down on him. I am just waiting to get to the bye, to get Justin Jefferson back and then let's really see it. Because yeah. dumb fans like us going like, "Oh, he did that." You're like this dude, I realize that he's really, really bright and he can learn at a fast rate. Yeah. There's no way he understands all the complexities of this offense. There's no way the playbook is fully opened up to take all the shots they want to take. So I'm looking forward to seeing who Josh Dobbs really is uh, starting after the bye. Right now, I, I just think it's the most fun thing in the world and we'll see where it goes from there. So there's a thing last night of uh, or yesterday Justin Fields threw a bomb uh, to DJ Moore in the end zone, and it was beautiful throw, great play. The only reason they can do that is because they've worked together a ton. He knows exactly how fast DJ Moore runs. They've timed this route out over and over again. He did a similar route in that game. We would have won the game had Tyler Scott caught the ball. Um, but also the same thing, and Tyler Scott after the game was like, you know, I – I, I uh, I didn't run through the whole route. It's my fault. I the, the ball was in the perfect place. I I, uh, I hesitated just a second, and then I, I couldn't get there in time. So they work on this timing, you know. And to have a good quarterback just come in, you can't just make that stuff up. It, it takes away the deep ball, does all these things, like the, the insanely hard <laughs> job of a quarterback, which I think is the hardest position in all of sports. Mm-hmm. 
someone like Josh Dobbs or Tyson Bajan, it just the fact that they don't just sit down and cry is is amazing. You know what I mean? Like they don't like it's not Christian Ponder, you know what I mean? Like, it, you yeah. know, it's it's not um, Rex Grossman. It, it's not people that had time in the offseason and then still still came in and, you know, bunged it up. Uh, <laughs> uh, it, it's I, I, I just think Josh Josh Dobbs is um, is super, super fun to watch. Yeah, I dude, I couldn't agree more. I'm going to make you we're going to close it on this. Everybody hates it. Uh, you're not going to love it, but I we, we've got to do a score prediction. So uh, I'm going to make you give a score prediction for the game for this Sunday. Uh, and then we'll uh, we'll let you get out of here, man. OK, I'm going to say uh, it's going to be uh, 21, uh, 12, Vikings 27 uh, Bears 20. I think I think the defenses are going to come to play. I'm going to go Bears 13, Vikings 138. I'm going to go with 138. Okay. That seems good. like a reasonable prediction. That, that makes sense. Appreciate you doing it, man. Hey, no problem. Thanks, guys. Thanks again to Matt Jones for joining the show, and thank you to our sponsor, Continental Diamond. Remember, there's full, longer episodes of The Tailgate on all your favorite podcast apps, so please make sure to like, subscribe, and download the podcast anywhere you listen to your favorite shows. We will see you all again next week. Join PA at the Savage Buffalo Wild Wings this Friday from 9 to noon for Friday Football Feast, presented by Coors Light. Enjoy food and drink specials and a chance to win Viking tickets and more. Visit vikings.com slash bww for full schedule and details.